Challenging the conventions of a category isn't done anywhere near enough. Challenging the conventions of the stuffy legal industry? <laughs> You're kidding, right? Nope. Join me for a fireside chat with the happy family lawyer. Well, I say welcome to a small business marketing show where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Tim Bowie. G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show. I'm your host, Timbo Reed. You, so much more importantly, are a motivated business owner ready to crank out some great marketing and build that beautiful business that is so proudly yours. And today is lovingly brought to you by Key Person of Influence, the world's leading business accelerator program for entrepreneurs wanting to become industry thought leaders. And yep, we, you and I, have a new supporter. Gotta love that. More on them shortly. Hey, big show today, team. I've got a fireside chat with Clarissa Hayward. Love the name, Clarissa. It's so Silence of the Lambs. Sorry, Clarissa. I hope you like that film. She owns a Brisbane-based law firm and she's managing to single-handedly change the way lawyers present and build their practices. You are going to love this interview. She's doing some just fantastic, fantastic marketing. We'll have a quick check-in later in the show in which I've got lots to report, including I've got to thank 19 listeners. Not going to thank them individually. More on that in a minute, plus some exciting news about my marketing coaching package which I announced a couple of weeks ago. Well, I'll tell you what it is now. It's sold out. Yes, that's right. I will open it up again in the future, but for now, I want to bed down the clients that I have. So that's great news. Plus, I have got an inspiring marketing quote all about the F word. Oh, yes, sirree. Big show today. Let's get stuck right in. Do you need a speaker for your next conference? Recommend Timbo to your event organiser. Or better still, book him. Tim Reed. That's R-E-I-D dot com dot A-U. Okay, big news team. I'll now be doing a second weekly episode. Hope you're excited. I am. Why? Not why am I excited, but why am I doing the new episode? Because I've got a brand new sponsor in the Key Person of Influence program, a.k.a. KPI. Oh, I do love a good acronym. Now, I could have squeezed them into my Tuesday episode. However, I've been looking for an opportunity for a while to bring you some more marketing G-O-L-D each week. And here it is. So you can now look forward to a Friday episode as well. You excited? Hope so. Leave a comment in the show notes. (laughs) More on that later. Now, what is this thing they call KPI? Excellent question. I'll read something from their website, which probably sums it up best. It's a great piece of copy, quite short. They say, quote, every industry has an inner circle of key people of influence. They're known, liked, and trusted. They earn more, achieve more, and contribute more. If you aren't a key person of influence in your industry, your full-time job is to become one, end quote. See, KPI show you how to do that. They've got a 40-week incubator program, plenty of online resources, and an amazing book, which I'm about to give you a free copy of. 
going to love that. It's an absolute ripper book, by the way. What I'm particularly excited about is that this show has a long association with the KPI guys. I actually did their 40-week incubator three years ago. I'm now one of their marketing coaches. And their two founders, Daniel Priestley and Glenn Carlson, have both appeared on this show two or three years ago. Dan spoke about the program itself and Glenn shared with us how to get more bums on seats, which he is an absolute master of. Plus, I've had a number of mates successfully complete the program, including our very own Darren Finkelstein. You'll learn more about how to become a key person of influence over the coming weeks and months. But for now, here we go. Grab a free hard or audio copy of their Amazon best-selling book, over at, write this down, it's a website, keypersonofinfluence.com forward slash Timbo. It's a ripper read, just like me. Welcome to Small Business Marketing Show. Join the small business big marketing community and have your marketing questions answered by other motivated business owners, including Timbo, over at crankmymarketing.com. Okay, team, let's get stuck into today's guest. This is a ripper, ripper interview. It is with lawyer Clarissa Raywood, okay? Now, right, I want you to hit her up on Twitter. Tell her you heard her on the show. Her Twitter handle, at Clarissa, one R, two S's, Raywood, R-A-Y, Ward, right? Tell her you heard her on the show. Why? Because she's got so much marketing gold to share. I was trying to figure out how to introduce her, and then I went to her website, and she's got the best bio. you got to remember, she's a lawyer. She's meant to be straight and formal and speak very, very well. So this is what she says when introducing herself on her website. On most days, I would describe myself as a happy family lawyer. I love the work that I do and the way in which I am able to do it. I work in Brisbane, Australia, where I operate a busy family law practice, the Brisbane Family Law Centre. I am passionate about relationships. I believe that the most important things, and this is where it gets just, it's cool copy. I believe the most important things in life are our relationships with others. Remember, this is a lawyer speaking, right? Just want to keep reminding you. I most enjoy working with parents who value their relationships with their children above all else. As a mother, wife, daughter, and friend, she should have put lover in there as well. I'm constantly amazed at the impact of my relationships have on those on me and those around me. I'm a divorce lawyer and I specialize in helping separating families stay out of the family courts and stay friends as I believe that a divorce can be part of a relationship that we can look back on with some pride. I just want to remind you, this is a lawyer saying this, right? Lawyer, right? My goal is to change the way families experience divorce and separation by changing the way family lawyers practice family law. Wow, you are going to love this. Notepad at the ready, cuppa on the coffee table next to you. I started off by asking Clarissa... What was the scariest thing she's ever done? Oh, golly. (laughs) Um, I think probably having a baby. I know that sounds terrible because every woman in the world or a lot of them have babies, but for me that was easily one of the most terrifying things I've ever done. In the lead-up, were you scared or just like on the day? (laughs) Uh, On the day I was terrified. And there's a whole story that goes there that I won't bore your (laughs) listeners with. Um, In the lead up, I was just in denial and it was great because it was, you know, nine months of denial. And then all of a sudden I had these sort of romantic notions that I'd just go into labour at home and it'd all be wonderful. And that didn't happen for me and I don't want to 
talk pregnancy too much. But anyway, the moral to the story is that was by far the most terrifying thing I've ever done. Was it a big decision for you being the high-flying lawyer to go and have a child? Um, no, I don't think it was a big decision. Like I love, I love children. I always had in my vision for life that I would have children. What I really didn't plan for or expect or understand, I think, um, very early in my pregnancy I was really sick and what I really didn't understand until it happened was just how how my life would get thrown so quickly. And I had this silly notion that I'd have nine months of sorting that out before I had to worry about it and it was about week five that, for me, I had to completely change how I operated and how my business operated to accommodate that. Um, in retrospect, I think that was a great thing, though, because it meant that when I did have my daughter, I'd already had to sort of let go of the reins a fair bit and and change how I was operating. So it made the actual bit once I'd had the baby was actually really delightful. It was the pregnancy and the, the birth bit that wasn't so grand for me. Because your room's, you're 400 metres away from your home, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I am, you, you could hear a cry. Well, I wasn't at that time. So that's one of the other changes that my husband and I have made in the last couple of years since having London is we have moved closer to, to where I work. But at that point, I wasn't. I was living a bit further away, but not not particularly far. It was still... I, I used to walk. That was my daily exercise with the baby. She used to scream the whole way up in the pram. It was really awesome. <laughs> that was better, though, because in the car she'd really scream, so it was more peaceful to have her in the pram than in the car. Yeah, all the things that kids do. Yeah, love it. <laughs> now, Clarissa, I am loving your business's name, The Happy Family Lawyer. Now, beforehand, you were trading for a number of years as the Brisbane Family Law Centre. Tell yeah. me about how the name change came about. So I, I still run the Brisbane Family Law Centre. Um, what happened for me about two years ago is um, I was in a place work-wise where I probably wasn't in the happiest place and I've always been a little bit unique in terms of my practice of law, particularly when it comes to divorce law, but I was really struggling with... Um, I guess doing that work and the impact it was having not only on my clients but also on me personally. And I, I, I had been um, involved in a program just, just for a very short time, the KPI program or Key Person of Influence. And as a part of that program, they were asking us to really dig deep about what we believed in, particularly in terms of our business life. And it was a Saturday night, quite sadly, and I went home and I just thought, you know, I'm going to start a blog. I had very little idea of what a blog was. I had really no significant business vision. There was no planning in this. I literally just went, I'm going to call myself the happy family lawyer. I think I probably, you know, threw in a couple of other search terms before I fell upon that one. But I paused on that one and I thought, you know, yeah, that works for me because it's me saying to the world, I am going to be happy doing this work. But probably more importantly, I'm going to do my very best to help the people going through divorce and separation that I'm working with to, to be in a happy place as well. Um, so it's clearly an oxymoron, but it seems to have really resonated. I love it. So let me. I want to understand um, the unhappy place that you were in and that Saturday night when you started blogging, because I've, I've heard this before where the simple act of blogging can help you find your voice, can help you set direction, can help you get clear on what it is that you have to say and share with the world. Um, it's, it's, it's not uncommon. So what, what that unhappy place for you was like, yeah, well, you tell me, what was it? Yeah, it was, it was two parts. So I was in a place in my business where I had um, a team of probably 13 or 14 people at that point in time. It was a tricky number of people. I had some, I had some you know, apples upsetting apple carts. I was struggling to manage that. And 
coupled with that outside of my own practice, I was managing you know, colleagues on the other side of matters. So when you're a lawyer, you're constantly in conflict, whether it be with other colleagues, whether it be with your clients. It's, it, you're managing conflict all the time. And, and, and the bane of many jokes. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> We're up there with the used car salesman, I understand. Um, so, I yeah, I just, I really pride myself on, um, I guess, really helping people. I know that sounds so stereotypical and sad, but that is very much the bit that drives me in, in being a lawyer. If I didn't feel that satisfaction in the job, it would be a very hard job to do. And that was very much where I was at that time. I felt like I was really not able to help the people I was working with in my own practice, my own business. I was thinking, gosh, all this stuff that I've set out to achieve is not happening. Um, and I decided to take some of my own advice. And I'm constantly talking to people about the need to have a positive outlook, the, the right attitude. When things are challenging, you've, you've got to really try and find the silver linings. And, and I was sort of sitting there on a Saturday night and I thought, you know, you've, you've got to embrace this yourself. You've got to do it yourself. And the beautiful thing that's come from writing is you're quite right in the sense that you start expressing yourself and it gives you much more confidence in, well, for me anyway, in, in what I believe in. You start throwing that out into the universe and then you suddenly find all these people that are wanting to connect with you because they yeah. might share those thoughts as well. Um, yeah. So it's just made it a, a much better, happier place for me. Listeners, I'm speaking with Clarissa Raywood, the happy family lawyer. Before she tells us what she started to blog about, you've got to check this out. Support for this show comes from Key Person of Influence, the world's leading business accelerator program for those wanting to be an industry thought leader. Their five-step KPI method teaches you how to nail your pitch, publish content, productize your offer, raise your profile, and partner with performers. I asked co-founder Glenn Carlson, what's with the P fetish? Oh, yeah, I suppose it is a bit of a fetish, isn't it? But I guess we're just a bit obsessed. You know, fetishes, obsessions, we're, we're, we're just business geeks, mate. We believe there's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur and we're all in. We are just all in. And if we find best practices and ideas as a result of what's working for our clients all around the world, we just want to bring it to people. And so far, the best framework that we've found to be able to do that, to really accelerate that entrepreneurial journey in the shortest time is the five Ps. So, mate, get in on the fetish. KPI, we're Fetishes rule. For a free hard or audio copy of their Amazon bestseller, visit keypersonofinfluence.com forward slash Timbo. Oh, and a little warning don't read it before bed. You just won't sleep. So, Clarissa, let's talk about the blogging. You just, did you just start freewheel writing? What do they call it uh, when you write just with nothing in mind? Um, I don't know. You know, I haven't even read those first couple of blogs. The first couple, <laughs> right. just... but that's important. That's like <laughs> exactly. So here's here's the thing: there's a whole lot of people wanting to start blogging or podcasting or videoing and going. Uh, but what they think is, whatever they write or create or video or record, that it's going to have to go live. But clearly, you just wanted to write with not even the intention of sharing. I think. Oh, I think they're live. I, when I say I haven't read them, I mean I haven't read them since I did them, and I, I know that they're not on topic to what I write now. In the sense that, I think my first one was just me saying to the world, "I'm going to start writing, and this is why, and this is what I think." And then I, you know, did a few random things about random things. And what's happened over time is, um, the minute I connected my blog to Facebook, and that took me a couple of months to get the courage to do that, <laughs> I, I then 
started to get a community of people that were connecting with that. And then it went from being on my, you know, my personal Facebook page to suddenly being a Facebook page of its own. And now I write about everything to do with what I call life and love and particularly falling out of love. Um, and I try and write as if I was talking to a good friend of mine and generally things are on the topic of separation and divorce and, you know, uh, issues around that. But I, I don't try and write as a lawyer. Um, and that was something, that was, a, that was a decision I made very early on. There's a lot of people in, I'm sure, many industries, but particularly in the legal industry, doing blogs that are part of their websites, I presume more for SEO than anything. But, yeah, the articles that they're writing, <laughs> that's right, they put me to sleep. Yeah, yeah, Complicated yeah. and, um, you know, I think my industry is often about sort of a bit of chest thumping, as I call it, about trying yeah. to show that you know more than the people around you. And and I didn't want to write for, for my colleagues. You know, I don't, I don't need my colleagues to run mm. my business. I need people. Uh, so I wanted to write for people and I wanted to try and explain and break down complex legal concepts and just make them plain language. And so that's, that's how I write. I try and write once a week. Um, Facebook is a massive part of that in terms of the Facebook page and the ability on Facebook to spread your your mm. message very simply and very cheaply but quite broadly if that's what you want to do. You, you, what you, I love the fact that you said you write about um, falling out of love. Uh, it's kind of like a, a theme going through your blogs, um, looking at one of your um, one of your blogs at the moment, beautiful picture of a little girl, four ways to support your child during divorce. Um, what, what you've done is, yeah, you're right, you're not answering the legal questions, you're sharing the kind of emotional side of what is a, a very emotional space that you operate in and it's a, it's a great example. I, I got an email email this morning from the travel insurance company that I'm insured with and they sent me a link to their blog just it was a general you know um, automatic email that went out to everyone um, and what they blog about is um, that the 10 castles in the world that you must visit the five best coffees in Paris and it's Perfect. like exactly they could they could blog about travel insurance but like yeah. is it, are we going to read it no, no. so uh, your your editorial mission is, is is really solid i love it so let, let's go back so you started blogging on that saturday night after the kpi event what you have then done is gone you know what i've got this name this new name the happy family lawyer Mm. That just changes everything, doesn't it, in terms of a mindset going... For, you've still got Brisbane Family Law Centre, but yeah. I, I don't quite understand how those two sit alongside each other. Um, so, you know, I'm a lawyer within the Brisbane Family Law Centre and I have a personal brand now is how I describe it gotcha. as the happy family lawyer. Love it. Um, and it's almost a year and a half, I guess, since I started that random blog that night. And what's happened is the happy family lawyer was a very basic WordPress blog site and still is right this second. Um, I'm in the process at the moment of converting that because the, that concept is becoming a little bit of a sort of business in its own right. Mm -hmm. And moving forward, that's really where I want to start playing around and um, trying new things because as a simple example in Facebook marketing, I've had the Brisbane Family Law Centre Facebook page for, I don't know, five or six years mm. um, and I've had the Happy Family Lawyer one for a, a year and a bit and the engagement on the Happy Family Lawyer Facebook page is massive as compared to the Brisbane Family Law Centre. So one of the things that I've learned is that people are much more interested and engaged with me, the happy family lawyer, than mm. they'll ever be with, you know, Smith & Smith Associates or whatever <laughs> you want to call your law firm. But here's the people buy from people. 
that's it. That's it. And um, and that's I much prefer being myself. I much prefer just being Clarissa and and talking to the people that are interested in what what I have to say and learning from them. I love having guest bloggers on my blog. I love having people talk about their own experience of divorce and separation. Um, and it's I don't know. It's for me. It's certainly taken me to a much happier place because yeah. I've you know I've got people around me now that that are positive, that are uplifting. It's just this classic example of creating emotion around your business and, and as a result, creating a brand. You know, brand's yeah. an emotional attachment and, and that's what you've done. And I want to continue, I want to start dissecting your the, the, your marketing approach because whether you, know, you realise it or not, what you're doing is throughout your marketing, you're challenging a lot of your categories, your industries, conventions, you know, in most law firms are called Smith and Smith. You know, like surname, you know, law practice or whatever. Um, you, you're calling yourself the Happy Family Lawyer. You, you've, you're creating a personal brand. You have got a logo. You know, where's the scales of justice? <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> They're not there. You know, it's a beautiful. Uh, you know what? It almost looks like a, a jeweler's website or a. Uh, it, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, and. The minute I got really comfortable with the fact that I'm not a stereotypical lawyer, the easier the marketing world became for me because I just, you know, I'm just being myself and I thought I, I like things to look beautiful. So mm. that's what my marketing message is going to be. Um, I'm not going to worry about being conventional or fitting into the, the usual legal professional mould. And it, it has really, again, it's worked. It's resonated. People seem to be able to connect with it. I can certainly connect with it. So you're getting you're getting my genuine message as opposed to one that's been workshopped over a weekend with mm. some sort of brand gurus. Mm. Yeah, totally. Now, uh, another thing that I know that you've nailed, which many business owners don't nail, is your pitch. In fact, um, part of this KPI program that you went through, you, you won their pitch fest, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That, that's no mean feat. Like round of applause for Clarissa. That that is amazing. So, when we get asked, so what do you do? Yeah. When you're out and about, it's a tough question to answer. Previously, you would answer lawyer. Yeah. Family lawyer. That would send potentially people to sleep unless they were going through a separation and had some level of interest. What do you say now? Um, now I say I'm Clarissa Raywood. I'm a divorce lawyer and I specialise in helping separating families stay out of the family courts and stay friends because I believe that a divorce can in fact be a positive end to a marriage. Wow. Nailed. Mm. Do you love just do you love the fact that you've crystallised that? Oh that that one thing, being able to do that in one line, uh, has been the absolute key to my whole business shift and particularly my marketing shift. And once I was able to just rattle that off and, you know, and say say something that I genuinely go, yeah, that is it, that is it for me, that is what I do, it's like you can stick that in the little circle in the centre of the page and everything comes out from it. Um, and so when I'm making a decision, for example, someone approached me last week to write for my website and when I'm looking at that and saying, well, are you the right sort of fit for my website? That's what I'm coming back to. Do you sit within that message of helping people, keeping them out of the family courts, keeping them connected? When I say friends, I mean not necessarily friends that sit down on a weekend and, you know, have coffee together, but friends in the sense that that word for me means a respectful relationship. Mm. And, you know, I was sort of balancing this person's request to write for me up going, well, actually, no, you're not 
you're not in that space. Mm. You're in a very different space. And so I, I want to be pure to that message. Um, so, yeah, absolutely by far. The minute I was able to nail that pitch, everything else has just f- sort of flown out of it. It does because one thing the pitch does, A, it, it crystallises truly what you do. Um, it identifies a problem. It offers a solution in a really elegant way and in a way that has personality. The good pitches that I hear um, have personality attached to them. So all of a sudden, you know, you, you say that to anyone who's doing your marketing, you know, like a designer, I'm sure when you got that design done for the Happy yeah. Family Lawyer website, you give them that pitch, they're like, they, they probably tuned into you much more quickly than if you just said, look, I'm a family lawyer, can you give us a design? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely right. That obviously, is exactly what happened, is it? <laughs> Um, Look, can I give you my little designer tip? What I did in terms of my designs, I I work with a lady by the name of um, Lauren and I found her because I I had got a quote to do the logos for the Happy Family Lawyer and it was some exorbitant amount of money in my view anyway. Mm. And so I I went to the local um, graphic design school down in Fortitude Valley, not far from my office, and I said, look, I'm looking for a student that probably is either close to finishing or just finishing and I've got four weeks, I think, worth of work that I want them to come into my firm and I want them to work for me for four weeks and I'll pay them a fixed amount for that four weeks worth of work. And so I got sort of five or six submissions from the design school and I got the people to do a brochure for me and and I picked Lauren as a result of that. And she came in for four weeks and this was last year and she pretty much hasn't left, to be honest with you. Um, And it was just amazing. And the most useful thing for me was her being in my office. And um, I'm sitting in my office talking to you, Tim, but my office, again, is not a conventional law firm. It's very colourful. I've got graffiti all over the walls. Marissa, where's the mahogany? <laughs> yeah, there's no mahogany. There's oh. no books. Like, it's it's out there. But, but, I think but you're sitting in a big black cloak and a wig, right? Like, right now. <laughs> no. I'm oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. Pink and yellow and black dress. Like, <laughs> anyway, I love colour and I love design. So her being in here, she got to see that and that's what's really flown through into the design work that she's done. Tell me about the graffiti. Yeah. um, So where my office is is a place called Albion. It's a little suburb out of the Brisbane city and it's on a train line. And when my husband and I sort of leased the space, we realised pretty quickly that having tagging done outside our office was going to be a big issue. Right. And um, what I did is I contacted a local art gallery and they sent up three of their guys who are graffiti artists and they did these two big murals, one in my boardroom and one in my reception, and they're just bold and colourful and... What do yeah. they say? The words or pictures? No, oh, the pictures. The one in the front's got this like giant, I don't know, weird looking Martian type person and uh, random things. The one in the boardroom's got a big um, polar bear and some mm. trains and uh, they like they've got no meaning at all. They're just big, bold images. But it turns out there's a um, code of conduct almost within the graffiti community. So because I've got these guys who are really well respected within that community that have professionally done my walls, yep. my building doesn't get tagged Man, you are in. You are in the yes. inner circle. <laughs> it's, like, really cool. <laughs> but it also means that people walk past out the front and go, oh, my God, what is that place? Um, and clients coming into my office also have that sort of experience of, oh, what is this place? But 
it's also for me anyway and what I was trying to achieve was a sense of of home and comfort because the people coming to see me are talking about some really personal and often distressing things and I didn't want four cold walls full of mahogany and books I wanted comfortable I wanted relaxed I wanted you know a little bit of life and a bit of color mm. okay so I, I want to keep dissecting some more of the marketing you're doing but you did hit on a point you, you this is really interesting I've as I said before we hit record I've been on the on hold this morning to insurance companies right uh, had a bit of a flooding issue in the house over the weekend um, and I'm on hold right and my mindset right now is that that I just want to get this stuff fixed I'm a bit annoyed about it all and you know like I'm not in a good frame of mind about the, the repairs I need to get done to my home quickly right but they're playing this wacky music while I'm on hold <laughs> and it's not matching my mindset like it's it's actually making me angry okay so my point is you've got people coming into your rooms who are distraught yeah um they are at the very end potentially you know they're just like you know what is it worth going on it's a very sad space you operate in. They come into your rooms, here's this happy-go-lucky graffiti, here's this wacky lawyer who's not in a black robes and wig. Um, do you what, – what happens there? Do they look at you and go and walk out again? Or? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, they don't. And I think um, there's t- the two main ways people come to see me are through personal referrals and then through my website. And so I I consider both of those a bit of a gatekeeping process. My website, again, is not a particularly standard, typical legal website. That's both the Happy Family Lawyer one and also the website for Brisbane Family Law Centre. I've invested very heavily in video and um, in resources. So I like to think that by the time a person's actually made an appointment and come in to see me, they've probably got a pretty good sense of the type of firm that my firm is and the type of lawyer that I and and the people working with me are. So it's pretty rare that someone would literally walk in the door and go, I'm out of here. They've been screened, if that's the right word. Like, there's a particular type of client that I'm looking for. That's, again, one of the advantages of working out your pitch and really understanding the people that I want to work with and that would want to work with me. Someone wanting to, you know, cause a lot of grief to their ex-spouse they're not going to work well with me. I'm not going to work well with them. And to be frank, I'll be telling them, head off. Um, you, had to, you had to do that? Yeah, I have, yep. yeah. And not, I, I'm very comfortable doing that because... What's it sound like? I, I'm, I'm, I'm that person. Let's do a bit of a role play. Yeah. I'm going, you know what? I am going to get my wife if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> and, well, I start with that. Let's imagine you say that to me. You know, yeah. I, it would go on for an hour of me saying things to you like, well, Tim, tell me what that looks like for you. Why is that important to you? How do you see that will help you in the future? How do you see that will help your kids in the future? And if you're still not shifting, because it's pretty normal that people will come in with a sense of fear and our fear response is often to say, I just want to go to court, I want to take them for all their worth. They're sort of standard things I hear all the time. But if after I've really worked with you and you're still saying that stuff, it'll, it'll be very simple. Tim, you know what? I've listened to you for an hour and I'm, I'm actually not certain that I'm the right lawyer for you. Um, if you'd like some help in giving, you know, I can give you some referrals, but I, I've done enough of this work now to know that I'm probably not going to be the right person for you. Yeah, and then I'm like, simply. but, 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 but. Yeah, <laughs> I really want you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I love yeah. the graffiti. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm loving it, loving it. I'm loving your marketing, Clarissa. Do you, can I just ask, do you realise it, it sort of feels like you, this getting the name and the blog started or your marketing 
fell into place and it, it wasn't that planned. It, now you just kind of entered this slipstream of uh, it, it just coming together. Completely. Yeah, I describe it as a bit of a snowball. Um, what I put that to is that I'm just being myself. I love Facebook. I've always loved Facebook in my own you know, personal life mm-hmm. and, and I really enjoy it. So it's a key part of my marketing because I, I enjoy it. I understand it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't phase me. I've just started to sort of work on Instagram as my second social media outlet and I'm learning that one and it's a bit harder for me so I can mm. tell it's not it's not as innate. I'm not as comfortable there. I don't go there as regularly. Um, but I'm trying to test myself okay. a bit. Okay, so, so what are you doing uh, within Facebook? Um, so I set up the Facebook page for the Happy Family Lawyer and um, I, I do pay for page likes but mm-hmm. a pretty minimal amount and I use my blogging so my blogs go across there. Uh, Pay for page likes, do you mean when you post something you boost it? Uh, I do that but I also have a constant running ad for page likes. So that sits and that just runs and I think that costs me $5 a day or something similar. Mm -hmm. Um, When I, I do boost my blog so when I blog once a week I will pay to boost that and I've experimented a lot with different amounts and different periods and what I've worked out is about $40 um, lately has been giving me about a 10,000 people reach. Nice. Um, And Forty dollars over one sort of twenty-four hour period. Yeah, and, right. And I and I do it that way. And certainly, as I've got a community now of about three thousand people on that Facebook page. So as the community has grown, the reach has significantly grown. Do you reckon that's three thousand people who, because you can't go one day will need a family lawyer because, but is that three thousand people who need a family lawyer right now? What it seems to be, and it's what's interesting is it's a really engaged community. So I said I've got the Brisbane Family Law Centre page and I've got the Happy Family Lawyer page. The Brisbane Family Law Centre page, you know, it's, you're hard to get four <laughs> likes on some silly photo. Yeah. And really the people liking that page, from what I can tell, are my competitors that are interested right. in seeing what I'm doing. On the Happy Family Lawyer page, it's people that either are going through separation and divorce, have gone through separation and divorce. Um, a lot of them are, are family lawyers all around the world that are connecting with what I'm up to because what I seem to have also done is opened up a dialogue in my profession for mm. people that share a view like mine, want to be doing this work a bit better. So there's a lot of my colleagues on that that um, page that are constantly interacting. There's a lot of people that are working in the space. So there's a lot of counsellors, for example. Um, and I don't think we should undervalue. Sometimes it's like we think marketing's all about bringing in new business, you know. Yeah, no. But there's this other... When you create the kind of... Uh, marketing that you're doing and the brand that you're, you've created around yourself, other weird stuff, other great stuff happens. And and if that means you becoming an opinion leader in your industry amongst your colleagues, then, you know, that leads to media. You've done some great me- – you've got some – had some wonderful media coverage. Um, yeah. and, and let's talk about some other marketing because we could – I'm looking at the time and going, wow, we could, you know <laughs> – Let's, let's keep going for another three hours, but I'm sure as a lawyer you've got the clock on and I'm about to get an invoice. But um, no. <laughs> So tell me, loving your book, loving your book. So part of your KPI journey, uh, this key person of influence course, is that they had a pu- they have a publishing, um, uh, what would you call it, um, chapter? No, it's not, well, kind of, yeah, publishing section where you work with old Andy Griffiths, Andrew Griffiths, yeah. and you've got a book, Splitsville. How to separate, stay out of court, and stay friends. What has that done for your business? Um, gee, that's been particularly helpful. 
That's my <laughs> understatement of the year. Really? Um, yeah, like, well, last week is the classic example. I ended up being invited to go on Channel 9's morning show, not to be confused with Channel 7's The Morning mm. Show. I had no idea that they both had shows that were almost <laughs> called the same thing. Anyway, so I was interviewed by Tina Sparkle, as I like to call her, <laughs> and um, David Campbell about my book. And, uh, I mean, again, as a small business owner, what an amazing opportunity mm. to be on national television and yep. be interviewed about your book. And without a book, clearly, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to be on national television. A direct line result from um, being now a published author to being on national TV? Yeah, because I literally sent so my book, um, I literally sent my book to the producers at Channel 9 with a, a, a bit of a targeted release and a letter and a, you know, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing and and they just emailed me. <laughs> I was sitting in my office on a Thursday morning and got an email from Channel 9 producer saying, oh, would you like to come on our show on Monday? Mm. I thought if I respond too quickly, do I look too desperate? <laughs> so I think I waited for about four minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yes, please. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, and I know it's it's big and it is big, but... The media's got a lot of space to fill, you know? Yeah. We, we, podcasters, national TV shows, newspapers, magazines, they've got to fill the column cinemas, they've got to fill the time, and they are looking for opinion leaders and thought leaders, and and having that book, they're going to... I would, would not be surprised now if you're on that list for when they need an opinion around family law, they're going to go to Clarissa, the happy family lawyer. Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's I mean, and that's obviously a big part of what Andrew Griffiths talks about when he's talking about the value in publishing, um, and I can you know attest to that not only with my book but with my blog. It's mm. the same thing. It's all minute you start putting your thoughts out into the world in a way that people can actually go, oh, that's interesting, that's cool. Mm. Um, it it is the snowball thing that I spoke about before. Everything yeah. just sort of leads to somewhere, and it's fascinating. You got a whole lot of other things going on. The last thing I just want to kind of dissect is this educate these educate educational videos that you're doing. Um, you said you've you said you're doing quite a few. I found six on your website. Yeah. Is that right? Is this, this a yeah. new strategy that you're kind of starting to lean into? On the Brisbane Family Law Centre website, there's probably a lot more than uh-huh. sitting on the Happy Family Lawyer one at the moment. Um, a good friend of yours who's a good friend of mine, John Hollenberg, is in the process of redoing my website at the moment because mm-hmm. it's still the, you know, $105 WordPress investment. So <laughs> I apologise to any of your listeners. My Happy Family Lawyer site is pretty basic. But the advantage it's- in that is... There's no excuse because it's the $105 site, so anyone can do it. Correct. Um, right now I'm in the process of having John turn it into something far more glamorous. In terms of video, I, I over the last 12 months, have really invested heavily in video. So on my Brisbane Family Law Centre site you will see a lot more video, but there's a lot in my little back pocket here that I'm yet to release. Uh-huh. And one of the things I did is um, I work with a group up here in Brisbane called Goliath Corporate who are a young group of guys that, that run a great um, video business. I've worked with them for the year. They're amazingly creative. They came in for me one afternoon, one Saturday. We sat here and we filmed 40 videos in one day. And they're all about a minute long. Um, I haven't popped them on my website so much, but I use them heaps on, on social media. So generally once a week on my Facebook page, you you will see a video, which is normally me giving a sort of 90-second short tip on something to do with that concept again of separation, falling out of love, working with family lawyers, whatever it is. Um, And video for me has just been such, again, a great way of engaging with people. People know who I am. Um, I was in court the other day doing something and a lady pulled me over as I walked out and she looked at me and she said, are you the happy family lawyer? (laughs) 
Brilliant. <laughs> I said, yeah, I am. Yep. I said, oh, you know, I follow your stuff online. And and that's how they know who I am because I'm uh. that silly girl saying, sitting there in their, on their silly phone talking to them about what, what's going on and what I suggest they do anyway. Why haven't you put those 40 videos on your website? What are you waiting? What are you waiting for? John's doing that at the moment. <laughs> Clarissa, get them on there. Like... No, no, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also didn't. I didn't want to put forty out at once. No, you don't have to. You can. Well, you can put them up on the. So they go out sort of once a week, generally. You're right. You can put them up on your website, um, uh, or in one hit, um, and then you could share them if you've got an email list. Have you got an email list? Yeah. 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 So then share them individually to that email list over the next forty weeks. That's kind of you know because I think if if you put them on Facebook or YouTube, which you should, but you'd want to be linking back to your website because yeah, once you've got people on YouTube or Facebook, they're watching cats fall off ladders before you know it, you know. Like, yeah, they've <laughs> left <that> you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I love that. So 40 videos. Do you mind if I asked what you spent getting 40 video, 41-minute videos done? Yeah. No, no. Well, we actually did 50 videos in the end because we also did a whole series of staff videos at the same time in here and the cost to me was about $3,000. Yeah. So for me, it was a really reasonable investment. Um, I know a lot of people are using iPhones and doing them themselves. My brand, um, I I wanted a certain quality. I didn't want to be sitting there with an iPhone. So I wanted that quality. And for me, that investment has been so worthwhile um, in terms Mm. of the marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Start with your iPhone. Absolutely. Just get going. You know, what I say, you know, production over perfection. But you'll get to a point where you go, you know what, this video stuff works or this audio stuff works. And that's when you bring in, you know, the big guns. And you you do do stuff a little bit more professionally, but getting started is everything. Hey, Clarissa, I've got to say, love it. Just a really, really <laughs> solid marketing discussion. I know everyone listening to this too is is thinking the same thing because, you know, you just made that, you flicked that switch that Saturday night, changed, you know, chose a personal brand name, started blogging, found your voice and, you know, guess what? Marketing starts to fall into place. Yeah. Love it. Thanks for sharing. Thank you so much for having me. Well, team, do you love it? Oh, I love bringing you great stories of business owners that are just doing really good marketing. Now, I want to share my top three learnings. But before I do that, remember that was brought to you by the very good folk at Key Person of Influence. And remember to hit Clarissa up on Twitter at Clarissa Raywood. And her website is thehappyfamilylawyer.com.au in case you need it. So my top three learnings. Number one, start blogging as a way to find your voice. Just pretend you're writing to a friend. What great advice that is. Number two, consider creating a personal brand to sit alongside your business brand. I love how Clarissa may run and work at the Family Law Centre, but she's positioning herself as the happy family lawyer. Great idea. Number three, learning thanks to the guys at KPI. Challenge the conventions of your category. If you do the same as everyone else, you'll end up the same as... Fill in the gap, everyone else. Clarissa does this with a great name, great logo, graffiti in her rooms. That's crazy, isn't it? An amazing pitch, a book called Splitsville. Boy, oh boy, don't you love marketing that just challenges the category, flips the current conventions 180 degrees? Well, there you go, team. That's the end of that, not the end of the show. Plenty more to go, but I would love to know what you've got to say about that interview go over to the show notes at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com 
and look for episode 249. Joseph Pierce once said, To live a creative life, we must lose our fear of being wrong. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. So let's have a little check-in before we wrap things up. I hope you've had a good week. I normally do this at the top of the show, but I just wanted to get you that interview. It was too good to hold on to till the back of the show. Now, I hope you've had a good week. I have had a ripper. Uh, Thank you. Thank you to the 19 listeners that left comments in the show notes for the John Marr interview. Oh, golden. I know I rattled on in that episode about I wish you'd leave more comments. You listened, some of you. Maybe I've got more than 19 listeners. I don't know. I don't know. But those who did, love it. Um, Plus, there was a number of listeners who referred John uh, to their kids' school. John was the fellow who lost his daughter in a tragic car accident and is now um, has a passion business spreading the word of road safety. I do love you leaving. I love it when you leave comments in the show notes. So make a point every time you listen to the show, head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and leave me a comment. Links back to your website. Hey, um, as I said, coaching spots are full. Amazing, hashtag amazing. So grateful for those who who took me on uh, as part of their marketing team. We are going to rock the world. Once I bed those guys down, I may take on more. So keep listening out for that. Um, Best place is to sign up over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Get on my list and you'll be the first to know. Or actually, forum members will be the first to know. Hey, um, I don't know why do those funny voices every now and then. Just kind of like it. Um, As I post this, I'll be in Fiji speaking to a group of lawn mower shop owners for Husqvarna. Looking forward to that. Got two full days of speaking. Uh, Big forum news coming up. Can't tell you what it is, but geez, it's big and exciting and is going to take the inner circle of the Small Business Big Marketing Show to a whole nother level. I hope to be able to reveal what that is in the next couple of weeks. Hey, I'm listening to Chili Peppers, by the way. Completely unrelated, but I'm loving the red-hot chilli peppers at the moment. Just finished Anthony Kiedis' book, Biography. He's the lead singer and just pumping the tunes in the car. Anyway, I'm rattling. We'll wrap that little check-in up right now. Welcome to a small business marketing show. Plenty of marketing gold coming up in the coming weeks. Next week, episode 250. I'm not going to make a song and dance about that. Pretty proud of that, though, and I am going to take you on a trip down memory lane as we visit some of the older shows. Just the little gold nuggets from some of the older shows that I'm just going to pick at random. Plus, I've got a chat coming up with a fella whose life purpose is to make women happy. Good luck with that. Uh, Grab your free copy of the uh, KPI book, the Amazon bestseller. You can get a free hard copy or audio copy over at keypersonofinfluence.com forward slash Timbo. Welcome, guys. I'm so wrapped to have you guys on board. If you're serious about taking your marketing to the next level, join the forum over at Crank My Marketing. If you want me to speak at a conference, head over to timreed.com.au. Oh, it's just, yeah, the self-promotion. Enough. Enough. Until next week, I'm Timbo Reed. Always have been, always will be. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now.